CSX market-making program, Omar, uh, has undergone uh, consistent improvement and modernization to keep up with modern trading trends. There tends to be a huge misconception around market makers and, you know, some of the objectives related to, you know, price guarantees. There's two sort of categories of incentives that uh, we offer to market makers. There's the financial side uh, and then there's the systemic side. Welcome to the Exchange Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Kafagi, the Manager of Corporate Access at the Exchange. In this episode, we're going to delve deep into the world of market makers. We're going to discuss their vital role, how they impact the trading dynamics for TSX and TSXV issuers. We're also going to provide details about the complementary market making program that we have for all the TSX listed companies and touch on why a TSX venture issuer may choose to hire a market maker as well. To shed light on this critical function, we have an expert guest with us today. Victor Ciampini, Senior Manager of Market Quality and Compliance on our Equity Product Design and Strategy team. Vic has extensive knowledge in the market making world as he led our own TSX market making program for 20 years. Vic, welcome and thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me, Omar. It's a pleasure to be here. So to kick things off, Vic, you know, market makers are an important component of the overall market quality as they augment liquidity and contribute to orderly trading and price stability. Can you maybe explain to us how they accomplish this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, market makers accomplish these uh, objectives in a few ways. Um, the main uh, way they do this is by ensuring an appropriate visible spread in the order book. Uh, and spread is defined as the differential, uh, the price differential between the highest bid and the lowest offer. Um, they also ensure that the spread on whatever marketplace they are the market maker on is competitive with other marketplaces in that jurisdiction, including in Canada. And also to make sure there's sufficient uh, liquidity outside the spread, sometimes referred to as market depth. Um, so to do this, the market maker monitors these factors constantly, and they'll step in directly as a buyer or seller where the natural liquidity is insufficient to satisfy such conditions. Uh, by maintaining an appropriate spread, the cost of immediate execution, especially to retail investors, is reduced. Uh, investors who wish to buy immediately can do so at a lower price, and investors who wish to sell immediately can do so at a higher price. Uh, additionally, by ensuring appropriate deep liquidity, i.e. buy and sell orders outside the spread, uh, the costs for executing larger orders that cannot be completely executed at the spread are also reduced. And in terms of influence, Vic, um, you know, we said they contribute to orderly trading, but how much influence can market makers actually have? Yeah, that's a great question, Omar. Um, it should be noted, uh, firstly, that a market maker's role is not to maintain a trading price uh, one way or the other on a stock. Um, the trading price is ultimately determined by overall market forces, i.e. buy versus sell sentiment at any given time. Uh, however, by performing their role, they help ensure as the trading price moves in any given direction that buyers and sellers can transact in a reasonable manner uh, where trading price gaps from one trade to the next are minimized and reasonable under the circumstances. Uh, as a market maker, may be required to be a seller more often than a buyer in certain circumstances. Um, this necessarily requires them to be short sellers in some cases, but um, 
the mere fact that the market maker is a short seller or just appears to be selling more than buying um, should not be construed as a negative activity. Um, normally they are doing this uh, when the, the buy sentiment is overwhelming the sell sentiment. In other words, they're selling into uh, 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 an imbalance on the buy side. Uh, and they're not doing this to you know, slow down the rise in price of the stock. They wanna make sure that liquidity is there fairly for, um, uh, for all investors. Um, some additional responsibilities would include um, automatic execution of tradable odd lot orders at, in, the, in Canada. That's normally done at the Canadian best bid and offer. Um, uh, to help ensure a fair playing field uh, for the retail client community. Uh, on the TSX in particular, there's a facility called the MGF facility, where, uh, which stands for minimum guaranteed fill, through which a market maker automatically ensures a complete fill uh, for immediately executable retail client orders uh, up to a certain size at the best spread. Um, they also have a gatekeeper role, which is to inform uh, the market regulator Ciro, uh, formerly known as IROC, uh, of any seemingly suspicious trading activity observed uh, on any of the stocks for which they are the market maker. That's a that's a great explanation of you know the market maker duties and responsibilities. And you know as I mentioned in the intro, TSX listed companies get assigned to market makers as part of our very own TSX market making program. And we'll talk a little bit more about that program in a few minutes. But when it comes to the companies listed on TSX Venture, they don't automatically get assigned a market maker by us. Um, this is something that they would have to solicit on their own. So my question to you is, you know, is there a typical profile of a TSX Venture listed company that would stand to benefit from a market maker? Yeah, Omar, um, in theory, any TSX Venture listed issuer uh, could derive benefit from a market maker, uh, but it's been my observation that uh, typically an issuer that has some consistent trading activity and more widely held public float would be likely candidates, whereby a market maker can enhance the quality of trading activity uh, per those roles and responsibilities uh, uh, previously mentioned. Um, a less traded issue where perhaps most shareholders hold for longer terms may be less likely to enter into a market making agreement. Mm -hmm. And for those um, TSX Venture listed companies, whenever they go about selecting a market maker, uh, what are some of the criteria that they should be looking for to sort of assess if a specific market maker is the right fit? And maybe what are some of the KPIs that they should set in order to measure that market maker's performance? Yeah, I would say issuers might look to a potential market maker's previous experience uh, in providing such services, uh, specifically to venture issuers. Um, you know, focusing on you know what types and sectors of issuers has that provider uh, worked with in the past, um, and maybe ask them what their success rate has been uh, in meeting any of the agreed upon uh, expectations with those other issuers. Um, uh, and it, you know, typical KPIs uh, that an issuer should, you know, look for would be, uh, you know, uh, spread goal, uh, volume at the spread, or sometimes referred to as top of book size, and how much outside depth, um, i.e. how much volume uh, that market maker is willing to provide at uh, prices outside the spread. Um, and as, as mentioned previously, uh, you know, trading price guarantees are not part of market making. And if any such market maker uh, is pledging that they'll 
provide trading price guarantees, I would probably avoid uh, that uh, that provider. Yeah, and, and and that's a great point, Vic. I know that there tends to be a huge misconception around market makers and you know some of the objectives related to you know price guarantees and you know to your point it's not something that they can sort of control so on the regulatory side of things um what regulatory requirements or guidelines kind of govern the activities of market makers on our markets and how can companies make sure that their market makers um are compliant Yes, that's a, another great question. Um, so market makers are governed by the market regulator in Canada, CIRO, formerly known as IROC. Uh, and, you know, as with any other participant, must act in accordance with uh, the universal market integrity rules as applied by CIRO. And these apply to all Canadian marketplaces. But in terms specifically of market making activity, uh, you know, so We'll cover venture first. Um, there's no official market making program on TSX Venture. Uh, you know, wh when issuers do wish to enter into these market making arrangements, uh, as we've been discussing here with a provider, um, the guidelines for such an arrangement uh, and any permitted activities of the market maker is prescribed in Policy 3.4 of the TSX Venture Corporate Finance Manual for issuers. TSX, on the other hand, has an official market making program. Uh, which is uh, prescribed generally in TSX Rule and Policy Part 4, Division 6, and in specific detail in the TSX Market Making Program Guide, which is publicly available on our website. Thanks, Vic. And to sort of expand on the TSX Market Making Program, so it is a program that we have where we assign TSX listed issuers with two permanent market makers, and these market makers are assigned to those issuers through a competitive bidding process whereby interested market makers are invited to submit a bid consisting of KPIs that they're willing to maintain. Could you tell us a little bit more about this process and, and maybe a little bit more about the KPIs? Sure, the KPIs that market makers bid include uh, spread goal, average top of book size, and percent time at the national best bid and offer. So each bid is going to be evaluated and assigned a score, with the highest score determining the market making performance targets that will be in effect on the issue. The assignment is then placed with the market maker who received the highest score and the market maker who achieved the second best score. So in the case of a tie amongst more than two market makers, the assignment is worded based on factors such as historical market making performance record and certain stock tier concentration limits. Um, in addition, uh, there is provision for issuer endorsements. Um, so issuer endorsements, i.e. an issuer requesting a particular market maker, uh, will also be considered in the bidding process, whereby the market maker preferred by the issuer will be awarded one of the two market making positions, um, but must agree to maintain the targets contained in the top scoring bid if that bid is not actually their own bid. Um, however, on the ETF side of things, um, that's a bit of a different system. Um, ETF market makers are assigned 100% based on issuer endorsement and usually correspond to a designated broker, uh, which is an entity the issuer works with in creating and seeding the issue. Uh, it's DSX will determine the spread goal for ETF issues via a monthly measurement. And this measurement evaluates trading conditions and adjusts spread goals accordingly on a monthly basis. Great. And, you know, my understanding is that 
to be approved as a TSX market maker uh, participating organization must really, you know, demonstrate that it is capable of performing market making activity um, and that it has sufficient trading desk uh, operations and technology to carry out, you know, that market making responsibility properly. So, you know, we see that markets constantly change up uh, very quickly with new technologies and new, ru uh, new rules. How does the TSX market making program keep up? The TSX market making program, Omar, uh, has undergone uh, consistent improvement and modernization to keep up with modern trading trends and technological advancements in the trading landscape. Uh, for example, in 2018, a dual market making model, as we mentioned previously here, was introduced on corporate equity issues, whereby two designated market makers are now assigned to collectively carry out market making obligations as detailed earlier uh, on each issue. Uh, along with the modernization of the required performance obligations and measurement metrics, uh, the introduction of a dual market maker program has definitely increased the competitiveness of the program. And it's also importantly allowed the TSX to expand its roster of market makers uh, in order to ensure a diverse and sustainable program. Uh, due to the unique nature of ETFs, uh, and the working relationship between those issuers and their designated brokers in the creation of new ETFs. Um, there's currently only one TSX market maker assigned uh, on ETFs. Hmm. So we've talked about the KPIs that we look at for those market makers. Um, how do we measure and really monitor the market makers' performance for the TSX market making program to really make sure that they are meeting those KPIs? Yeah, and this is really where the rubber hits the road, right? Um, so TSX market makers, um, they're measured monthly uh, and, and there's three things they must ensure. Um, must ensure that the spread goal target uh, that was set in the competitive bidding process um, is maintained 95% of the time or greater. Um, they must make sure the average top of book size is equal to or greater than that agreed upon target. And they must maintain the TSX at the national best bid and offer the agreed upon percentage of time or greater. So these are all, you know, the targets we mentioned that are set in the bidding process. And the two market makers collectively are responsible to ensure uh, that these, um, these three main targets are met. Uh, additionally, uh, market makers must also ensure that uh, there is sufficient depth of liquidity present in the book. And this is measured as a percentage of trade price movements uh, that occur at increments equal to or less than the spread goal. And they must also ensure a two-sided market exists uh, no later than 9.25 a.m., uh, which is five minutes prior to the 9.30 opening time. Uh, the targets in each of the above categories must be met or they are considered to have not met their required obligations for the month. Uh, in the case of ETF market makers, it's a, just a slightly different measurement system. It's still uh, done on a monthly basis. Um, spread is measured uh, as an average time-weighted spread uh, that has to be measured, or sorry, maintained at or less than the applicable spread goal. Um, they must trade to a reasonable degree compared to their peers uh, in, in other ETF assignments. And they must maintain market depth uh, similar to, uh, as was mentioned, uh, with the corporate market makers. Uh, in order to ensure market makers meet these targets or to help ensure they meet these targets, um, there are various consequences applicable when this does not occur, including the withholding of any of the uh, 
applicable fixed monthly credits they may be entitled to. And ultimately, if they continue to fail to meet targets, they can be removed from the assignment. So Vic, you know, when you talk about applicable fixed monthly credits, uh, that immediately has me thinking about, you know, what are some of the incentives that we offer to market makers in order to work with us on this TSX market making program? Uh, would you be able to maybe share with us, you know, how do we incentivize them or compensate them in order to provide that liquidity for our TSX issuers? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, certainly, uh, you know, there's a, a, a give and take there. They they have to fulfill their obligations, and obviously, they're going to need some incentives. You know, because essentially, they're taking on more risk than uh, than any other market participant. Um, so, the incentives we offer are in the two categories. Uh, there's the financial side and the systemic side. You could say. Um, so, on the financial side, um, a TSX market maker uh, will receive a higher fee per share traded on the liquidity they provide. Um, so any liquidity providers uh, on the TSX, and by that I mean anyone who has orders in the book um, that end up trading receive a certain payment per share traded. Market makers on their assignment will get a higher amount paid per share traded in those situations. Um, also, as previously mentioned, um, on certain corporate equity and ETF assignments, which are referred to as T or B assignments. And by T or B, they're less traded assignments. Um, there's a fixed monthly credit that is paid uh, when the performance uh, criteria is met in that monthly measurement we discussed. Um, and over to the systemic side, the uh, advantage there is uh, we have a mechanism called RT participation setting. Um, that is a setting that can be activated by a market maker uh, at their own discretion, <clears throat> and it can be on or off uh, as they choose. Uh, and it just allows them to receive uh, an allocation advantage when they uh, aren't necessarily first in line to receive shares at the bid or the offer. Um, and this is very beneficial in helping them flatten out positions they may take on as a market maker. Um, the general principle in the trading in our book is time priority. So whoever is booked at a certain price level first, uh, will tend to get a complete fill before anybody else. But as a market maker, if I activate the setting, I can receive a portion of any of that incoming uh, order that is going to trade at that bidder offer, uh, even if I'm not first in line. So, Vic, I know, you know, issuer endorsements um, was one of the things that we sort of considered uh, as part of the bidding process when we assign uh, permanent market makers to TSX-listed issuers. Now, for companies on the TSX that are part of the TSX market making program that would like to make changes to their market makers, can they actually do that? And if so, what does that process look like? Yeah, that's a that's a great one. Uh, again, Omar. Um, yes, that that uh, uh, that is certainly possible. Um, and you know, as we discussed previously. Uh, uh, normally, this is occurring prior to the official permanent assignment of market makers by TSX. Um, but in the case of an existing issuer uh, with already assigned market makers, the TSX will also consider such a request. Uh, we just apply a little more due diligence. Um, you know, and I would like to point out that you know our objective in doing so is you know not to throw up roadblocks uh, to the issuer. It's just to ensure that the issuer investors do continue to receive 
you know, the best possible market making performance. So, you know, we would likely reach out to the issuer through Omar, uh, your group, and have a brief discussion, you know, to assess the reason for the request, discuss any possible measures that might be possible with the existing market maker, um, and just generally ensure the issuer is aware of what the market making program involves and what the expectations actually are of a market maker. Um, so that ultimately, uh, by replacing one of the market makers, um, you know, we're not going to decrease uh, market quality on the stock and it does satisfy the reasons for the request. Um, we would likely then approve such a request as long as we and the issuer are confident the move is beneficial. And you know, again, ultimately our aim is to ensure issuers are happy and receive the best possible market making performance as they deserve. Well, this was very insightful, Vic. Thank you for taking the time and thank you for joining me today, you know, to share all of your insights that you've gathered from, you know, running a TSX market making program for about 20 years. Uh, this has been very educational and I'm sure a lot of our issuers that had a lot of questions about market making uh, will really benefit from today's conversation. So thank you again. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, Omar. Uh, it was a pleasure to be here. And you know, if you are a TSX listed issuer and you'd like to know more about your assigned market makers, please do get in touch with your dedicated regional advisor. Um, they would be able to provide you with uh, a little bit more details on who your market makers are, along with their contact information. And if you are a TSXV listed issuer and you are considering working with a market maker, I'd also recommend that you connect with your regional advisor who would be able to help direct you to market makers that we know have a lot of experience working with the SXV issuers. Thank you everyone for tuning in today.